From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. It's Sunday, July 18th, the day it snowed in Death Valley, by Mark Paleo. Pack your skis, we're heading to Death Valley. The hottest location on Earth has topped the 130-degree mark three times in recorded history, is drier than the Sahara Desert, and once, just once, received a half inch of snow. It wasn't the only instance in history that snow has been documented in the desert region, as trace amounts were recorded on five other occasions. But the unprecedented day in 1922 was the only time a measurable amount has ever fallen. According to data from the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, the Death Valley snow was observed at a weather station situated at Greenland Ranch on January 29, 1922, when a half-inch was recorded with no information given as to what time the snow fell. But that certainly doesn't mean the snow didn't fall. Researchers Stephen Roof and Charlie Callaghan, in a 2003 article titled The Climate of Death Valley, California, published by the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, noted that the Furnace Creek observers also reported rainfall from that day, thus eliminating the possibility that they wrote the precipitation value in the wrong column. The NOAA reportings are part of the publication A Century of Weather in Death Valley, California, published by National Weather Service NWS meteorologist Chris Stokelski. Stokelski wrote that on top of the precipitation note, daily weather maps from the Weather Bureau show that an area of low pressure had moved ashore in Northern California on January 30th, while a weather station in nearby Goldfield, Nevada also recorded snow falling at 12.30 a.m. on January 29th. Oddly enough, temperatures during this time period in Death Valley were shown to be above freezing, he said. The morning low on the 29th was reported to be 36 degrees, and the afternoon high was 65 degrees. Therefore, the snow most likely fell during the early morning hours of January 29th, even if temperatures never dropped below freezing. Even though temperatures were above freezing, dry low levels in the atmosphere could have likely contributed to some sort of evaporative cooling process, which would have allowed the precipitation to fall as snow. Stokowski wrote, citing multiple other instances when that cooling process aided in snowfall reaching the ground in nearby Las Vegas. Sub-freezing temperatures have been recorded on numerous occasions in the National Park, including an all-time low of 15 degrees Fahrenheit on January 18, 1913. Remarkably, that was the same year that saw thermometers reach an all-time high of 134 degrees, six months later in July. No other day in recorded history has seen a temperature that high. Roof and Callaghan also noted that in January 1922, surrounding areas outside of Death Valley also reported uniquely rare snowfall, as chronicled by the newspapers The Inyo Independent and The Goldfield Daily Tribune. Both papers mention that 4 inches fell in Goldfield and 12 inches fell in Las Vegas from this same system. 
Stokowski's research also showed snow reports from the nearby Mojave Desert and southern Great Basin, which Stokowski contends fully supports the observation of accumulating snow at Death Valley. The Wintry Influence of La Nina Like many other weather events in the southwest, such as the annual monsoon or the Santa Ana winds, the influence of La Nina and the anomalous snow events in Death Valley could be connected, Stokowski wrote. Although the stronger correlation between La Nina episodes and Death Valley indicates below normal precipitation, an established trend in the southwest exhibits a trend of snowfall during La Nina winters in lower elevations. The 1973-1974 La Nina, while strong, did result in near-normal precipitation for the cold season, Stokelsky's research showed. This was also the only La Nina episode where snow fell at Death Valley, and one of only four winter seasons where snow has ever fallen here. Traces of snow fell on two days that month, the 4th and 5th. There has been a noted trend in the southwest U.S. to see snow in La Nina winters in lower elevations. Other Snowy Death Valley Moments As previously mentioned, the 1922 snow observation wasn't the only instance of snow in Death Valley, just the only time that a measurable amount fell. The other occurrences all came during the month of January, including twice in 1949, once in 1962, and twice in 1974. The weather of January 1949 was noted by Stokowski to have been particularly notorious for the widespread cold and snow across the southwestern United States. That cold brought multiple days of measurable precipitation to Death Valley, with a total of 0.3 of an inch measured between January 8th and 13th. During that span, a trace amount of Death Valley snow was observed on two separate days, on January 9th and January 11th, by the weather station at Furnace Creek Ranch, located across the street from where the Greeland Ranch Station had operated. On the 11th, snow was reported by the observer to have fallen from 1.45 p.m. until 2.15 p.m., Stokowski wrote. Although the liquid equivalent was also a trace in both instances when snow fell, the observer did remark that snow did cover the ground at the ranch but did not indicate a day. In addition, it was remarked the snow melted fast and did not appear to damage any date trees. Join Bernie Reno and me, Evan Myers, every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news. Enable the Alexa skill and just say, Alexa, open Weather Insider. To access Weather Insider with Google Assistant, all you have to say is, hey Google, talk to Weather Insider. It's the news you need for the afternoon routine. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.